You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. What can you actually send to your friend on Yontif? You want to send him a gift. So what can you send him on Yontif? So the Allah is based on the mission of Beitzah. You can send them animals. They can be live animals. That's wines and oils and all different types of flowers that you grind really fine. They can make into nice cakes and pancakes and other good stuff. The kitneos, right, which might take a little bit of cooking. Send that as well. What's interesting is that you can't send the kernels themselves. Why? Because the kernels need to be ground, the Shulchan Aruch says, which is a malacha that's also on Yontif, which is interesting. Words, even though malacha sayachon nefesh is mutter, but not all the way. Certain things that we felt, and again, whether this is the Rabbanon or, or, or Minatayra, we're going to find out. But clearly you can see a distinction between flour because you you don't want it to be baked on Arab Yontif. You'd like it to have, excuse me, the fresh baked Yontif feel. But kernels, they're no fresher if you grind them Arab Yontif than if you grind them on Yontif. So basically, what we're saying is, is that there's a limit to Ochel Nefesh. And you can't send them something which the other person can't do anything with. What's he going to do with these stalks of, of, of wheat? He can't do anything with it. So, therefore, it possibly, they might even, you know, it might even be mukta. And you might be able to feed it to animals, so maybe it isn't mukta. But you can't send it. And the reason you can't send it is because the person can't do anything with it. And I guess sending it is itself an uvda that might look like some sort of, what's that going on? What, what are those people going out of their house carrying those bales of wheat? So, that's also to do. And we're going to see here, though, how you can send it, that's a lacha vase. Kol dover shemutar lishloach beyontif leyishulchenu bishura. In other words, you can send it. Fine. But don't make such a big deal out of it. Don't don't make it dainu shlosha b'nayodam ayoser. Don't let it be three people ze'achar ze'ah no some kuvam enechar. Because that looks like, you know, that looks very magisterial, like a parade. Don't do it that way. That that would be like a weekday type of thing. Let's take a look at the Mishnah uh, on this. Now, this is a gift. Why? Because you can send gifts to people. Um, and even if it's live animals... We know you can send a live animal because in, in the time of the Shulchan Aruch, Shechita was mutter on Yontif. Now, how about if you know your friend's not going to shech them on Yontif, but you want to send him a gift anyway. He has plenty of animals. You can still send it to him. And this is an interesting uh, psaq because it's not mukta. And, and, and basically, what, what, what does it provide for your friend? I like you. I'm your buddy. Here's an animal. 
It's mutter to do that on Yontif. And this is the Hezbrid, as you see from the bottom here, Hagraz, from the Alter Reb himself. Now, um, the Mishnabur now has a problem with the uh, another issue. Um, the animal that you send has got to be an animal that's not mukta for you. So it's got to obviously be an animal that's not, when Yantav started, you weren't planning on using it to be a stud animal or to produce eggs. That would be muksa, and it's muksa to you, it's muksa to your friend. Mishmer also wants to know, well, what's the Kiddush of Kitneus? Why do we have to mention Kitneus? So, of course, the reason is, I see. In other words, a lot of kidneys, as we know, and that's the reason why we ask for kidneys on Pesach, is because they're flowers that you can make from them. You can grind them, and they look like sort of wheat flour. So even though there are kidneys that you grind, but there's other kidneys that you just eat straight. That's why the, the Shulchan Aruch stresses kidneys. Because even though there's many people that uh, make uh, kidneys flour, but many more, and there's a decent percentage, maybe even more than 50%, people just eat the kidneys straight the way they are. That's the reason why the Shulchan Aruch mentions kidneys specifically. Shabur asks a question about why you can't send these kernels of wheat or stalks of wheat there's, we know the, the, the halacha in, in the Gemara always speaks about taking stalks of wheat and placing them into an oven briefly, and you make like a popcorn, and it becomes real tasty. So you can do that. Why? So may, maybe that's why you're sending it to him. That's what he says. But you go Basarov, most of them are not that way, which of course kidneys is half and half. But most uh, of the time when you send um, stalks of wheat, they're going to take the kernel out and they're going to grind it. Now, so what's wrong with that? So it's not really muktza. Why can't you send it to your friend? So I said, well, what's he going to do with it? It's like with naive almost, but the Mishnah explains it much better. It looks like, but why are you sending it to him? You know he's not going to really use it for his own food, so he's probably just going to hold it over for after Yontif. So that's the reason why it looks like they're doing something non-yantiftik. So, therefore, this is aser afiyubah mokum shiyesh eruv. In other words, let me explain what's going on. What do you mean mokum shiyesh eruv? So I got to explain what this is. Chitzo uh, is mutter on yantif. Meaning, you could carry in a real Rishosarab man yontif with echol nefesh. Right? Let's say there's no echol nefesh involved. Well, there's no echol nefesh involved, so Hitzah is an issue. Hitzah isn't just 100% mutter. It's got to be connected to the yontif in some way. 
if it's not connected to Yantav at all, you can't, it, then there is an idea of Haitzah, even on Yantav. It's not like, oh, you can carry on Yantav. We have a very liberal interpretation of what carrying means on Yantav because we put it all into this big Eichel Nefesh rubric. Okay. So, maybe, if that's, that's, that's one way to look at it. So now that you've told me this can't be used on Yantav because... You can't grind it on Yantav. So it's not an Eichel Nefesh thing. So it should only be Osir when there's Hoytzah, when there's a Rishul Sarabim. But let's say there's an Eruv, and it's not a Rishul Sarabim you're carrying in. It's like in your house, maybe that should be Motor. So that's what we're saying. No, this looks like a weekday activity. Therefore, it's Osir, even though the carrying is not a problem. Um... Why is the Mishnah making a big point of this? You can see here in the Shar HaTziyun, where he says, Because they say it has to do with, if there be an Erev, this would be all right. Um, even though the Mogan Avram quotes the great Shlomo Luria, the Mishnah points out that we are in the base mayor, say they didn't find it there. In other words, don't quote me. Uh, we looked in the marshal; we couldn't find it, and therefore, they are. Uh, this is what the bishmur bases himself on to say it's also even if there's an eruv. The question I asked: What about the fact that you can just throw it to your animals? Once again, remember, rove. You don't want to give to your animals. However, uh, let's say you yourself want to feed your animal with it, then, or you know your friend needs animal food, you would be able to send it if there's an Eruv. Um, why? Because, remember, you can carry on Yontif, but you can't carry with Tzarech Behema, only for a person. So since there's an Eruv, and we know specifically he has an animal that needs to eat, and these are stalks of grain that he can eat, so that would be mutter to do. But yesh machmirin b'zeh, some say it's also, Meshavur seems to think it's mutter. So there's ches and tes in the Sharat. See you, let's take a look over there. Go down here, ches and tes. The Taz says it's mutter. Who says it's Osir? They They hold that it's Osir. Because even though, look, it says in the Shulchan Aruch, you can't send it no matter what. If you really need, the guy needs animal food, you can send him the stalks. Because anyway, some people pass them like Rav Shimon, the Rashba pass them like Rav Shimon. Also, it could be Bismaneinu, the Mishabura says, wheat stalks, maybe you could say who eats it for animals. But who eats oats? Who eats grain, you know, oats that haven't been ground into flour? Rov Shibola Shual, which is oats, all made with susim. And therefore you would be allowed to send it, even Bismana says. That's a little bit of a change from what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. Um Let's go to Sif Gimel, finish off this piece of Shulchan Aruch here.
Mishalchim Kalim. Hmm. I'm sending clothes. All right. But remember what we saw before about the animals. The person doesn't have to wear them. But they can't be muktza. can't be something that has no yontif use. And of course, you're sending them probably with, with Jewish people too. So here you are. In other words, so what are you going to do? You're, you're not going to be able, oh, here's a, here, here's a uh, shirt. Yeah, all you need to do is, you know, sew a bunch of uh, hems on it and you're okay. But I can't wear it today. You still can send it. It's a nice gift. You'll, the guy will fix it after Yontif. But what's he going to do with it today? <laughs> we can do it today. We can, put it, we can make it a pillow. Even if... No, no. The Shadnas in here. It's got to take the Shadnas out. Well, it depends. Shadnas is only a problem if you actually wear it. But let's say the material is shotness, but it's kosher. So it doesn't really give you any chamimus. You can get hano from it. So you'd be allowed to send the shotness material as well. Can you send the person tefillin as a gift? I got a great yantav gift for you. This is a pair of tefillin. You can do that too. Mishalchen tefillin. Why? Kevin shurim lanicham b'chol. Hmm. But what's he going to do with it on Yontif? No, we're talking here where it's actually not the Cholamoid Moshe. We're talking about when it's actually Yontif itself. And I'm deciding, I would say I'd be eating at your house. I'd say, oh, you know what? I want to send him a good gift. I'm a sofer. I've got a pair of tefillin. I'm going to send Moshe a gift of tefillin. I can, and I, I, I tell my son, go bring this tefillin over to Moshe's house. That's, and then we'll be over a little bit later. You're allowed to do that. Wait, who's wearing tefillin? You don't have to wear tefillin on 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 on, on yontif. You, you don't. You're not supposed to. And yet, you're allowed to send it to someone as a gift. Now, why? Let's take a look at the mishabur. We'll see why. They're tefurin, mutukanim, called tzorachon, because he can wear them on chol. There's, there's no purpose for it, right? I see. So in other words, unlike this other object, like, which is interesting how we're differentiating between the wheat. Those the wheat kernels, the wheat uh, stalks, we say, well, it's probably going to be for tomorrow when he's going to grind it into flour. Oh, that's awesome. But the tefillin is all right, even though we know he's not wearing it today, because there's a special hana that you have. I'm happy. I don't know if Moshe is going to be happy, but I'm happy that I can send something that's so valuable, so nice, like a pair of tefillin, even though the person's not wearing it. Very big Kiddush. <laughs> it's based on the Gemara itself. So it's interesting. I would ask, if Levitch is asking, um, and which is the Mishnah Burr's question, because I, because in other words, it's like this. This, so 
the Mishabur has two differences, two differences between um, tefillin and grain. When it comes to grain, it's clear most people take grain and grind it. That's something you're not going to do on Yontif because it's also. And even tomorrow you're going to have to grind it. Whereas tefillin, right away you could wear it. Right? That's what he says. Right away, now you're not going to wear it today, but but it's something that doesn't need anything. Like the Mishra said here before, um, Ruyin Liyos knows Ben Bechol. They're just ready. It's perfect. As soon as Yontif is over, you can just wear them for, for, for that. This is the same thing as you uh, give piece of Hamas in uh, during. Uh... It's not Osir. It's not. It's not Osir Bahano. It's just your putter from wearing. Tefillin is Mukta. How, what do you mean it's not Osir? It's, it's not Mukta. You're seeing from here. It's not Mukta. This is what you see from here that the Tefillin isn't Mukta. It's you're, you're not. You don't have to wear it. But you're right, Moshe. You see from here that tefillin is not muksa, um, which is a it's very a custom. Good... Rabbi Kivlevich, it's a custom. It's not a halacha, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Well, the point is, it's not muksa because you can wear it, because you do wear it. And even though normal, you only wear it because it's a mitzvah. You see, well, the... to one that wears it, it's not muksa. But to one yeah. that doesn't wear it during cholamoyed, it's a muksa. Yeah. Well, here it's actually on Yontif, which is even worse, Moshe. He's actually sending it to him on Yontif. Um, but so this is this this is a very interesting aloha. And part of it is because you feel happy when he gets it, he'll say, Okay, put it on the shelf, I'll wear it tomorrow. And you feel happy that he has something, and that's different than sending him grain that he's gonna work on tomorrow. I don't see the difference a hundred percent. Uh, but I see the Mishnah Burr is trying to explain the difference. You know, that's, he's trying to explain the difference here when he says that tefillin, you can be nana from it right away. Shane Rui and Leos knows Ben Bachol, right? And um, you know, this makes you feel good, but Tvua would be also to say. Now, I don't know if the tfu is muksa because it is roi for behema in some ways, but you definitely can't send it to him because it looks like you're just trying to do something with Sarachol. Um, yeah. That is this interesting piece of halacha, which is all about uh, what you can send gifts. Now, I want to show you, we're going to get to something in a couple of days, which I have here, which is Dini Hotsam, Yershus Rishus Biyantif. And that's going to be nine Sifim. So I think this will explain a lot of what we've been talking about tonight in terms of Hotsam on Yantim and what you can send. Um, let's do one little, one more uh, halacha here. Lomar lechenveni tafkaf yudzayin waseislo beitzim alagozim oshar mini meichel amishta. Basically, you ran out of food, and um, can you tell the the um, the storekeeper that he should, you know, he could go go to his store. I guess he can open it up. And get you some eggs or nuts, whatever you need. 
Um, so there is a way to do it. There is a way, not to mention certain things, there is a way that if you ran out of food, that you can go to the guy who has a store and he could give you the stuff. You don't mention the amount, you don't mention the price. There's a certain amount of trust with each other, but this is an option to have stuff on Yontif. If the guy is a guy, because this is the Allah we weren't before. He might have, that would be muktza for you, because he probably trapped it today. Also, let's say you're, you're friendly with the guy and you ran out of eggs. You can't get eggs from a manyantif because maybe they're super fresh today and they're usher. But if it's something that you don't think he cut and he didn't trap, and it's not a question of an egg, you can get it from the Gaisha store. Even though his supplier brought it to him out of the Tchum, but he didn't remember that's because he wasn't brought for Jews. Right? Why? Because it was brought for the Goyim. And the Mishabura says, you went to the Gaisha store, the stuff that was brought on Yantif out of the Tchum was brought for Goyim. Because since it's a city, the Mishabur says it's mostly Goyim, probably this stuff was the guy who brought them had in mind most of the Goyim in the city. But if this would be a Jewish town, you couldn't go to the Goy if you knew he brought it out of the Tchum, because then you assume they're bringing it for the Jews who live in the city, and as we saw before, you're going to have to wait to use them. So that's not an Eitzah to go to the Goyish bodega. Uh, if, if it's a if it's a, in the Jewish neighborhood or full of Jews, the same thing is true, of course. If you're getting fresh flour, and you know that it was ground today by the baker, beir sheruba einu yehudim, so mutter likach memenu adaita deniyudi tachniway because it was probably ground for the goyim, and you can even get bread. Now here you see that the, the Shulchan Aruch allowed um, bread that was basically baked by Goyim, right? That's what it was. People weren't always mocked, on Pas Yisrael. And you need some fresh bread. So you can actually go to the Goyisha bakery and get stuff, which is interesting. Now, again, obviously, this is Mutzerach Mitzvah because you don't have the food. Um Normally, if you if you have a relationship, the guy will say, "Fine, you can take it. Don't mention the amount of money. That's okay." And as you say over here, "Shumas halechem hayyadu v'intzarach atalisa v'litenimol ba'ad me'amekach." The guy trusts you. you. You get this fresh bread from him, and he knows what the amount is. You know, it's a dollar fifty a loaf, whatever it is. So therefore, you didn't have to say anything. But if there was some haggling, you can't haggle at all and, and mention a price. Also, let's say the guy says, Jew, I know you don't carry money, you're not going to pay me, but give me something here, leave me a collateral. You can do that. Because that's not really the way sales happen. 
So it's not derech mekach memkar. You can leave a collateral for the stuff that you took from the Goyesha store, from the Goyesha grocery store. Um, you, Let you, me guess, you could leave the tefillin that you took on Yom Tov. <laughs> Good, yeah, maybe you could do that as well. But again, these are heterim that we don't necessarily believe ever need to happen, but they could. You could, you could, you could see in a community that people didn't have big refrigerators, they didn't have big houses, they didn't have a lot of uh, storage things and things that stayed fresh. So you could see that they ran out, right? Uh, I'll give you a muscle. You know, we didn't know how many who was coming for Shmini Atzeres Simchas for us. We had a hava. We Baruch Hashem. We found out that okay, we're, we're not. Well, I would love everybody to come, but it turns out uh, Elik and Rina are going to come again, and they're going to bring my wife back down there to uh, to Maryland after Yontif. And and Nehemi is here with his wife and child. We thought Chaim was going to come, uh, and now it turns out he's not coming. He's going to walk in. But the point is, sometimes you never know. You're not sure who's coming, what's happening. All of a sudden, they show up. Oh, no, we got 16 people in the house. What do we do? Ran out of food. Oh, let's go down the street. The glaze open. So it's you're allowed You're allowed to do that as long as it's not That's done. That's why you always make food for an army. <laughs> right. You should. But, but you could see it could happen. It's not the strangest thing in the world for it to happen. Remember, it's a small place. You don't have refrigerators and freezers. You don't have big, uh, uh, okay, and now a bunch of people show up. That is the same. What am I supposed to do? Well, the guy has got eggs. Go over there and get them. Now, let's say the guy says, okay, Jew, you're not doing business with me. But uh, you know what? I, I usually don't give credit to people and stuff like that. Can you tell them to go to your house? And you say, look, here's the money. That you can't do. Because that's just like business. That's, that's like paying for it. Even if you want to send a guy to your house, in other words, tell a guy to do it, to get two guyim involved, that would also be usher. Um Shabri here talks about an, uh, a question of what about paying the guy in advance in case people show up? How about the fact that um, you don't have room in your house for the stuff, but you actually pay for it in advance? Can you do that? Well, that should be mutter. If you're able to come unexpectedly to the guy's store and start talking to him and not saying exactly that it's a sale and, and take the stuff and pay after Yontif, why can't you actually pay in advance and pick it up on Yontif? So take a look. The Chemed Moshe writes, Also eating the Goy Moos Mayor of Yontif, Sheetan will pass be Yontif. Now, Mishabur disagrees when he has Daiti, Akhre Shetir Hakam Lechet, Akhre Yarogat, so Ligamen will be Yomtov. Did you come go to your Goyish bodega friend because he trusts you? My Grayasu Kashikhtim will Moos me Bodyom. How can it be worse if you actually make the deal before? If spontaneously you can go, as long as you don't say the amount and he trusts you. How can it be worse if you go to a guy who doesn't trust you and you pay him in advance and on Shabbos or Yontif you just go and pick the stuff up? 
So he says, Epshur the Sfaraso, Because that's a real 100% sale. Whereas over here, it's not really a sale because you're really going to make the estimate after Yontif. Um. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.